Today, we're doing the second Pasuk of Shila Ma'alot. Says David HaMelech, my help is from Hashem. The one who makes the heaven and earth. The Sfat Emet explains that a person who gets to a level of bitahon and realizes of realizing where is my help coming from he will be able to get let me explain that a person who feels that he is capable of getting help from either himself or from others, doctors, lawyers, business people, parents, a person who feels that their help comes from different people. So he won't be able to reach the level of Azri Me'im Hashem. Azri, meaning my help is from Hashem, has a condition. There is a relationship, there is a connection between how much Hashem is going to be there to help you and how much you rely on Him. The way Hashem made the world is whatever you rely on, that's the Havot Levavot says, wherever you rely, that's who you will be in their hands. The way Hashem created the world is that wherever you put your bitahan, where do you put your, your, uh, your hope? Who are you relying on? Hashem will leave you in their hands. So if you rely on the doctor, you'll be in the doctor's hands. Sometimes doctors mess up, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they worry about their patients, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. They're humans. Sometimes they're in the mood. Sometimes they got in a fight with their wife. Doctors also might get married. They also have shalom bite issues. So you're dealing with human beings who at best are human beings. That's it. That's all they are. And if you rely on them, so you're in their hands. But there is a type of person then Hashem is fully there for him. Which means, even though Hashem runs the world fully, but he runs the world with certain principles. Hashem created the world with klalim. Klalim are principles of life. 
And one of the rules of life is that wherever you put your eggs, that's who is going to protect you. So, says the Sfat Demet, that when a person realizes, when you get to a point in life and you have nowhere to turn, you say, where am I getting help from? And that, that might seem like a very desperate situation. means you look right, you look left, you look center, you look behind. There's nothing there for you. You're in a position, you're in a pickle, and there is no sight in your eyes that can get you out of your situation. You don't see a way out. So on one hand, it's a very desperate situation. As says David Melech, that is precisely how you get to Ezri Me'im Hashem. How do you get to Hashem being there for you? When you realize there's no one to help you. When you realize Me'ayin Yavo Ezri, it's at that point where it's Ezri Me'im Hashem. Because when you realize there's nobody there for you. There's only one address to turn to. And then you're putting your full trust in Hashem. At that point, Hashem will be there for you. Now Hashem being there for you is much better than any doctor or any lawyer or anybody else. Whether it's a shiduch that you need or it's a child that you need. If Hashem is there for you, there's no greater help in life than coming from the creator of the world. But Hashem is not there for you unless you are looking to Him. Now, you could look to Him a little bit. For example, you pray, you ask Him for help, but you think also you're going to get help from all different people. So then Hashem will be for you there a little bit. The more you rely on others, the less you are relying on him, and that's the amount of how much he will be there for you. This is the rule that Hashem made in life. Hashem made his relationship with us dependent on our free choice. Remember, this world is a world of free choice. Of course, Hashem could have made us, and he will just be there for us all the time. But he didn't make it like that. He made the world free choice where you decide if you want Hashem to help you or not. It's your choice. He's not forcing himself on you. It's a relationship that you need to decide that you want it. And what's standing in your way, what's standing in your way is all the other possibilities in life that could help you. Many things in life, many people in life that theoretically can help us. Hashem made it that way. So again, when does it come? When you realize, the more you realize that you have no one to help you, the more Hashem helps you. So actually this guy, whoever he's talking about, is in a very desperate position, but specifically from the desperation, is where Ezri Me'im Hashem comes. But, but, a person doesn't need to wait 
for a desperate moment to feel that there's no one to help him. The hacham, the smart person in life, doesn't wait for the problem, so then he has to feel desperate, and then all of a sudden, he has to come to Hazrim Ha'im Hashem. Even though, by the way, Hashem will be there for him regardless. This is not something dependent on being righteous. You don't have to be righteous for Hashem to be there for you. Hazal tell us, even if there's a rasha, even a rasha, and he has all of his hope to Hashem, Hashem will be there for him. The Pasuk says in Tehillim, Rasha has a lot of pain. You have to know that. Don't be fooled by the external. Hashem made a world where the external can look very good, even if the reality is crumbling. You could look at a person and say, wow, this guy, he has it all. What's he missing? Look at the house, look at the car, look at the thing. Look how beautiful he looks. The whole thing, the whole package. Says David Melech, he's saying it beferush. He's saying it without any doubt. Rabim machovim la rasha. A rasha, by the way, rasha doesn't mean necessarily an evil person. You can have a rasha that's bemezid. That's on purpose means he knows everything and he specifically does the wrong thing because he wants to rebel against what's right and against the creator. It's that kind of rasha. But it's a different kind of rasha. Not necessarily he's an evil person, but he lives a life of evil. It's also evil. Maybe he's not as bad in our eyes or in God's eyes because... Maybe he doesn't need it. But Lema said, he is doing all the things that Rasha would do. Says David Melech, he says it guaranteed. Rabim Machovim Larasha. Never forget that. You always, always have to remember that. Pe I'm going to tell you right now. People ask so many times about Sadiq, Rasha Vetovlo. Rasha Vetovlo, how could it be? You have Rashaim. And Tovlo, everything is on the up and up. Don't be fooled, says David Amelah. The Tovlo is only what your eyes see. But says David Amelah, I'm going to give you a guarantee. He's not cursing the guy. He's just telling you the reality of life. The reality of life if, is Rabim many. Machovim is the pain of Rasha. Pain, something you feel inside. Not necessarily you're going to see it on the outside, on the windows. You're not going to see it. Rabim machovim larasha. Says David Amelech, don't be fooled. A person who doesn't live with the rules of life and therefore is living a life of resha, he's off the derech, he's off the path. He's not living according to the appropriate lifestyle that the Creator says that's the way to live. Rabim, he has a lot of inner pain. And you'll never know about it. Maybe his close family members could know. 
That's why the closer, the closer you get, the further you get from Rashaim, the further you get, the more beautiful they look. Hollywood stars, from a very far distance, they look gorgeous. Their life, perfect. You get a little closer, they do a little uh, documentary on the guy. Right? All of a sudden, you get to see all the darkness. If you get even closer, and you're in the house, you see a whole... Uh, uh, like that. Darkness of darkness. And if you can get into his heart, only Hashem can do that, then you could see even more than anybody else. The closer you get, the more you're able to see. Says David Amelech, I'm writing you a guarantee that a person who lives a life of Rashaim, Rabim Machovim, he's got a lot of pain in his life. As you get closer, you'll be able to see some. And then there may be some that you'll never see, but they're inside. All it takes is for the guy to be struggling with one area in life, and the guy is down for the count. Maybe he has a kavod issue. Maybe he has an honor issue. You could be very high and have a very big honor issue. And that could be destroying his life. Even though he has all, everything. But one area could destroy his life. Maybe he has one relationship that's destroying his life. Maybe he has one addiction that's destroying his life. Maybe he feels lonely. He feels that there's no friends that he has that could destroy him in life. There are many things that could destroy a person in life. Says David Melech. I'm giving you a klal gadol. Remember this rule. Klal gadol. Rasha'im, we're not wishing them bad. That's not what we're doing. We're not wishing bad upon people. David Amalek is telling you, this is the way Hashem constructed life. Rabim machovim la rasha. Continues the pasuk. But one who has full trust in Hashem, his security blanket is Hashem, he will be surrounded by kindness. What is the connection between the beginning of the Pasuk and the end of the Pasuk? You have Rabbi Machovim Larasha talking about Rasha and his pain, how much pain he has. And then you turn and say, and the one who trusts in Hashem, he'll be surrounded with kindness. The opposite of makhobim, the opposite of pain. What does that have to do with the, with the Rasha? Comes the Midrash and says that the Pasuk is teaching you, who is the Boteya Bashem? Even the Rasha, that Rasha. If that Rasha, is Boteyah Bashem, even he can turn to Hashem with all of his Rishot and wake up and have Hashem as his security blanket. Hashem will surround him with kindness. Do you imagine something? Now, it's very, 
It's very hard to be Boteah Bashem and be Rasha. It's hard enough for a tzaddik to be Boteah Bashem. So to, to be Boteah Bashem takes a lot of tefillot, takes a lot of learning, it takes a lot of purity. I don't know how practical it is that a guy who is a Rasha, that he's going to be a Boteah Bashem. I'm not sure how practical that is. But the Pasuk is not coming to teach you about practical. It's coming to teach you a principle. And I'm going to tell you what that principle is. Why does the Pasuk have to tell me? By the way, even if you're Rasha, if you're Boteah Bashem, if you rely on Hashem, Hashem will be there for you. What? Why? Are we trying to promote Rashaim here? Why is the Pasuk? You're right. That's the way it works. But why is the Pasuk promoting Bitahon for Rashaim? Why not tell the guy, stop being a Rasha? So I, I, I believe, in my opinion, this is what I mean. I didn't see it in any book, but I believe this is what it is. That it's coming to tell you that this is not a reward and punishment issue. Bitahon Hashem has nothing to do with you did something good, so Hashem rewards you. Oh, you have bitahon, so you did something good, so as a reward, Hashem is there for you. It's not like that. This is not a reward and punishment issue. This is like one of the laws of nature. For example, I've told you this before. If a guy who's a tzaddik jumps up, does gravity bring him down? Does gravity work for a tzaddik? Answer is, yes. Does gravity work for rasha? Yeah, how come? How come gravity is serving the rasha? When a tzaddik boils an egg, does it get cooked? Yes. Does the rasha, when he boils an egg, does it get cooked? Yes. Hey, how come? How come nature is serving the righteous the same way as it's serving the evil person? Answer is that the rules of nature are not with reward and punishment. The basic rules of nature don't have a connection to reward and punishment. There is in nature reward and punishment. But the basic principles of nature do not look at the guy and say, let me see, should I make the egg for him? Let me see if he's a good guy. The rule, the basic rules of nature, there are different levels of nature, but the basic rules of nature do not look at the righteousness of a guy and say, well, I'm not going to go and do my job for him. It's not like that. Good. So there are rules in nature that apply to everybody equally. And then there are different areas that apply only to righteous people or evil people. The Pasuk is telling you that bitahon in Hashem, when Hashem is there for you because you're relying on Him, is a rule of nature. It has nothing to do with reward and punishment. That's why it's telling you, even a rasha, the guy's a rasha, but he says, Hashem, I have only you to turn to. I have nobody else to turn to. If he really believes that, with all his heart, again, I can't imagine a rasha having that capability. Even tzaddikim are struggling to get full bitahan. But what they're trying to tell you is, this has nothing to do with reward and punishment.
It's not that Hashem rewards you because you're trusting in Him. Hashem's like gravity works, like fire burns, like fire heats, like fire cooks, like the sun comes out for everybody equally. So too, there's a rule in nature. Whomever you rely on is going to be there for you. And if you rely on Hashem and you have no one else to turn to, and who he is the only address for you, he will be there for you. It doesn't matter, Rasha or Sadiq. That's why the Pasuk says, You got to the level of, I have no one to turn to. You got to that level. Hashem will help you. Now, the smart person doesn't wait for those moments. You'd be foolish only to ask Hashem's help. When you have a desperate situation, when He could have helped you your whole life. It could have helped you in so many areas, but you turned to others because you didn't feel the desperate moment. So now your whole life, you're getting help here, you're getting hurt there, you're getting a little here, you're losing a little here. You could have had Hashem there for you. When Hashem helps you, it's a whole different kind of help. It's a whole different level of help, and it's a whole different berachah of help. Getting money from the buyer is not like getting money from Hashem. When you rely on the buyer, your money comes from the buyer. It's money, you could enjoy it, but when money comes from Hashem, that's what Shlomo HaMelech says, Birkat Hashem Itashir. When your berachah comes from Hashem, then you're a rich man, because it has no side effects. The wealth that comes from Hashem, the berachah that comes from Hashem, has no side effects. Other berachot that come from people, they have a berachah, they may have side effects. So therefore you have the opportunity your whole life to be as Rimeim Hashem. Don't wait for the desperate moments in your life to realize that you have no one else to turn to. Be a person who even in good times, and even when you're not desperate, and even when it seems that you do have help from others, Work on your bitahon reality and work on your understanding that although you're making your hishtadlut, you're making your effort, but you're not relying on any of these people. You go to the appointment in business and you say, Hashem, right before you go in, I'm making my hishtadlut, but I know that it's not dependent on this guy. I just got to do my work. Before I go to the doctor, Hashem, I'm going to the doctor because it's my ishtadlut. But I'm not relying on the doctor. Everything that a person does, he needs to strengthen the me'ayin yavoyezri. Me'ayin yavoyezri is not only for desperate people. Me'ayin yavoyezri is really meant for all people. That you should work. Every situation in life, we have to work in every situation to get to me'ayin yavo ezri. That's what we saw in this week's parasha. We just read, it says that Yitzhak prayed opposite his wife. <coughs> he prayed opposite his wife. Hazal say, what, why? Since when do you pray opposite people? Why are you praying opposite his wife? He prayed side by side or one behind the other. What's 
opposite his wife. Hazal say no. They each one found the corner. One went in this corner, one went in the other. They're looking for the corners to pray. Why are they praying by the corner? We see in the Gemara Ta'anit, great people. They used to look for the corner in the room and pray by the corner. Why the corner? Answer is because the corner is supposed to remind you of something. That when you pray, you know what, you know what a real prayer is? Something we have to really work on. One of the most important areas to acquire me'ayin yavu'ayzri. Where is the most critical part of my day and your day that we can acquire me'ayin yavu'ayzri? Me'ayin yavu'ayzri is a life acquisition. It's a beautiful acquisition. We're looking to acquire many things in life. Is there anything greater of acquiring me'ayin yavu'ayzri? Which part of our day is the most productive in that area? It's during tefillah. Unfortunately, we don't use tefillah as well as we should. Tefillah is the moment of our day that we're able to acquire me'ayin yavu'ezri. You stand up in the Amidah and you say, Hashem, I know only you give wisdom. I don't rely on my brain. I don't rely on my wisdom. I have to use my brain. I don't rely on it. You give atahonen le'adam da'at. But you can't acquire bitahon if your atahonen is said in one second. It's not going to work. If you don't give a few seconds, if you don't give 15, 20 seconds to atahonen to acquire me'ayin yavu'ezri, your atahonen went to waste. Next one. Hashem, bring us closer to your Torah. You know, the Yetzirah is very strong. I think everybody here is familiar with him. It's a very, very strong power in our lives. He makes us lazy. He makes us arrogant. He makes us feel that things are impossible. He's like a mountain, the Gemara says. Gemara says, that In the coming days, in times of Mashiach, the tzaddikim are going to look at the Yetzirah and they're going to see he's like a mountain. They're going to see, whoa, what a mountain. How did we beat that guy? It's powerful. That's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says that the Yetzirah is impossible. Those are the words the Gemara says. Impossible for a normal human being to battle the Yetzirah and to win. The Gemara gives a mashal and says he's like a fire and we're only a piece of skin what happens when fire hits skin it's gone the fire is not gone the skin is gone that's how powerful the Ezra is he's a piece of fire on a piece of skin a person is impossible ever, ever someone feels it's impossible for me to grow in this area it's impossible for me to come learn. It's impossible for me to come pray. It's impossible for me to be modest. It's impossible for me to be more God-fearing. Yeah, it's impossible. You know where I come from. You know my challenges. You know my life. The Gemara backs you up. You said it's very hard. Gemara says it's impossible. It's more than very hard. Unless Hashem helps you. That's what Gemara says. If not that Hashem helps you, you don't stand the chance in your life. By the way, some explain that's what David Amel is talking about. How beautiful. Who is the Harim? 
The Yetzirah The has many mountains Many mountains He has many many battles He gives you this mountain Oh you can't be this Because look at that Oh you can't be this Because look at that Oh you can't be this Look at that He's got all kinds of mountains He sets up all types of roadblocks I say How in the world am I going to grow in my life? How am I growing spiritually in my life? How am I moving to the next step? I have so many mountains. My upbringing wasn't there. My friends aren't the right friends. My people aren't the right people. My home may not, may not be there. Impossible. Exactly. When you realize, look how look how big of a, a hidush this is. Not only in the physical world, you need bitahon for Hashem to be there for you. Not only when you go to the buyer or you go to the doctor. Not only then you need Ezri Meim Hashem. Not only there bitahon is going to help you. It's going to help you also spiritually. When you realize, Me'ayin Yavo Ezri. When you realize, how am I beating these mountains? How am I beating this Hashem, there's no way. I can't grow like this. It's there. Spiritually, it's that way. When you say, In the Amidah, what are you saying? Hashem, bring us closer to your Torah. Bring us closer to you. Bring us greater accomplishment, we should live more meaningful lives. You know how powerful that beracha is? But you can't really get anything out of the beracha if you're rushing through it. Hashivenu Avinu is telling Hashem, I do not have a way of getting closer to your Torah or getting close to you. I cannot fight these mountains in my life. Look what we say. Bring us back. We need you to bring us back. We can't do it. Unbelievable. So you need Hashem, not only physically, you need Him spiritually. The Amidah is the perfect time in a person's day where he takes five, ten minutes and just focuses. And every time something comes up, he realizes, oh, Hashem, I have no one to turn to. Refa'enu. Hashem, I need help. Not the doctors. The doctors, I have to go to him for an appointment. But he's not going to help me. Refa'enu, you give me. Barachenu, parnasas from you. Every beracha in the Amidah is another me'ayin yavo ezri. But we don't take that opportunity. And it's the most opportune time of the day. The Kuzari says that the Jew needs tefillah every few hours because after a few hours his gas tank gets empty he needs a refueling shahrit comes minha come arbit the type of prayers that some people pray they're not refueling they're just saying words An investment in a real amida every day shahrit minha arbit is so worthwhile it's acquiring me'ayin yavo ezri and when we have me'ayin, that's why they pray in the corner, tzaddikim. Why they pray in the corner? To remind them that a real tefillah is when you turn right, you hit a wall. 
You turn left, you hit a wall. You don't hit a wall everywhere you go. Stuck in the corner. That's tefillah. That's where tefillah is supposed to get you. Not, not that you should feel in the corner only. Tefillah will help you feel in the corner. That's what tefillah is supposed to do for you. A, a great tefillah is when you feel like you're in the corner. But also tefillah promotes where you're able to come and feel like you're in a corner. And you tell me, why do I want to feel like I'm in a corner? What kind of, what kind of uh, accomplishment is that? I come to feel in the corner? Yes, you're coming to reach Me'ayin Yavo Ezri. Me'ayin Yavo Ezri is a life mission. It's not a guy desperate. It's a life mission to be able to get to Me'ayin Yavo Ezri. So the braids at the king, they look for corners to remind them, this is what your tefillah is supposed to do for you. To realize you have nobody, not on your right and not on your left. And therefore you have no one to turn to. And then, Hashem, then Hashem will be there for you because you have no one else to turn to but Him. I will just finish off by telling you the Pasuk says, I'm going to give you two more Pesukim and then we go. Very quickly. We say in Tehillim, Mizmor le David, Adonai ro'ai, Hashem is my shepherd, lo ihsar. I never have anything missing in my life. Hazal explained, you know why David has nothing missing in his life? Because Hashem ro'ai. When Hashem is your shepherd, when nobody else is leading you, only Hashem. If Hashem is Ra'i, it's not a story. Of the, David is not telling us his story, his life story. He's giving us life instruction. If you could say, Hashem Ra'i, you could say that, Lo Ihsan, you will never miss anything. Because you gave all your hope to the, the creator of the world. That's the way Hashem made this world. And I'll just finish off. The Pasuk says, Baruch HaGever Asher Yiftah Badonai. Fortunate, blessed, blessed, not fortunate, blessed is the man who has his full trust in Hashem. Ve'aya Adonai Miftaho. And Hashem will be his trust. So they ask, isn't that repetitive? Blessed is the man who trusts in Hashem, and Hashem will be his trust. Same thing. Say no. Baruch HaGever Asher Yiftah Hashem. Blessed is the man that he will have his full trust in Hashem. And you know what the blessing of having full trust in Hashem is? Ve'aya Hashem Hashem will be there to be his security. You choose Hashem as your security, Hashem will become your security. That's what the Pasuk says. I'll leave you off with the following Pasuk. The Pasuk says... Hashem warns us when we have wars with enemies. It's very good in today's time. People today live in fear. People today are scared. Whether they're in Eretz Israel or anywhere else. If in your heart you're, you're saying to yourself, maybe you're not so brave to say it outside. Not always the fears we like to talk about. 
But in your heart, you say, Rabim goyim mimeni. These goyim, they're much stronger than me. They're much more people than me. Rabim goyim mimeni. How will I be able to beat them? How will I be able to acquire the land that's mine? How? Hashem says, Don't be afraid of them. So simply just telling you, Oh, you're afraid? You're afraid. How are you going to get to your land? All these goyim. Hashem says, Don't be afraid. But some explain deeper, no. That when you're able to get to this point, and you could say, How in the world am I going to be able to do this? I can't do this. I have no power to do this. My army is not good enough. My brain is not smart enough. When you get to the point of how am I going to be able to win this war? When you get to that point, at that point, you don't have to be afraid. But so long as you think, I have, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to win. You know why I'm going to win? Because I have my tanks. You know why I'm going to win? Because I'm very smart. You know why I'm going to win? Right? I'm going to win because look at all. <laughs> The preparation that I have, then you should be afraid. But if you realize, how am I going to win? How am I going to win? Rabim, whatever I have is not enough. Hashem says, then loti ramehem. Then you don't have to be afraid. I'll be there for you. You have to work on that. You have to go to war. Yes, you need technology. Yes, you need tanks and you need planes. You need all that. That's all ishtadlut. But don't say, I'm going to win the war because I have all these tanks. Once you say that, then you should be really afraid. But if you say, I can't do it. There's no way. It doesn't make sense. How am I going to do this? If you got to that point, you have a good place that you're in. You have a good place to go from there. Gentlemen, have a good day.